0: Coming up on this episode of Linux for Everyone, it's a Lenovo Linux party and a discovery of the week that will make your Radeon graphics card very, very happy. Plus, the debut of my band's first single, which is going to sound very, very familiar. Episode 36 starts right now. Hi, this is Jeff from Dubbo, New South Wales Australia. Welcome home. Hello friends, welcome back to Linux for Everyone and welcome home. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're safe and sane and having a great day. My name's Jason and uh, you probably already knew that, but if you're new to the show, thanks for checking it out. This show is of course part of the broader Destination Linux Network, which has a ton of great podcasts and content for you guys to consume, including frontpagelinux.com, which is uh, kind of our news, news portal, if you will. And if you're craving more Linux for everyone, let me recommend either the YouTube or library channels. It's not just the podcast that's up there. In fact, it's two to three videos per week, unboxing videos and opinion pieces, and and app spotlights and all kinds of cool Linuxy stuff. And I'm I'm finally getting used to putting my face out there as well as my voice. But the great news is, over this past weekend, we crossed the ten thousand subscriber milestone, and. As I'm recording this, we're at 13,000, so it's growing like a weed, and uh, I'd love for you guys to check it out. YouTube.com slash Linux for Everyone. So in order to properly introduce the discovery of the week for episode 36, I want to give you a little bit of backstory, a little bit of flavor, to help you understand why I was so thrilled that I stumbled across this and why I'm so happy the developer made it. So I'm gonna play you a short clip from a video I released last week, explaining a problem with Linux gaming that I don't think very many people are talking about. Here it is. Imagine for a moment, just a thought experiment. Imagine that 100% of a PC's purpose is just gaming. Let's say that 100% of Windows only games were perfectly playable on Linux and with the same level of performance. Unfortunately, I still think that Windows would win the battle. Windows would still dominate the market share, still dominate the mind share. You've heard the phrase, content is king, right? Well, ecosystem is the kingdom, and modern gamers are increasingly putting a lot of thought into what kingdom they want to occupy. PC gaming is becoming more and more about the entire ecosystem surrounding the games that we play. Through the lens of an enthusiast, Linux gaming is healthy. Valve and CodeWeavers have boosted its profile significantly since introducing Proton, a compatibility solution that lets you play literally thousands of Windows-only games across dozens of Linux distributions. Ditto that for great services like Lutris, which employs Wine and these pre-configured scripts to make installing games from Epic, Origin, and Blizzard a mostly painless click-and-go affair. But one problem with Linux gaming has nothing to do with the actual games. Gamers aren't merely looking at T-flops, clock speeds, pricing, and benchmark charts. They're savvy. They're evaluating the whole picture, G-Sync and FreeSync, the wealth of features offered by GeForce Experience and Radeon Adrenaline, the software companions to the hardware. In turn, AMD and NVIDIA have really answered the call, well, on Windows anyway, placing heavy emphasis on the development of those software suites and adding a wide range of of quality-of-life enhancements and seriously useful features. So at that point, I, I pretty much started talking about the Radeon Adrenaline software suite and all of the features that it has, including one called Wattman. And Wattman is a utility inside of the AMD Adrenaline software that lets you set custom fan curves and per game power states and underclocking your graphics card. And uh, it's, it's a great piece of software, even if you might call it a little bit bloated. So I kind of put this call out like, hey, do we have to build this ourselves? Do we have to bang down you know, AMD's door and, and ask them to do it for us? And then someone in the comments said, hey, have you checked out this app called Core Control? And it's spelled C O R E C T R L. And this software is further proof that if the big guys like AMD are not gonna treat Linux like a first class citizen, then you can count on the open source community to get the job done. So, Core Control is a, of course, free and open source app that gives you precise control over your AMD Radeon graphics card and some limited control over AMD and Intel CPUs. Uh, the developer plans to include support for NVIDIA graphics cards in the future. But right now, Core Control is focused on you know, bringing that, uh, one of the best utilities from AMD's Radeon Adrenaline software over to Linux, and that's Wattman. Where Core Control really, really shines is letting users create these uh, settings profiles that automatically engage the custom clock speeds or power settings or fan curves when the associated game or app that you've chosen is launched. So in a nutshell, it gives you control over your Radeon graphics card and your CPU without having to rely on a bunch of different utilities or command line scripts or things like that. There are various performance modes that you can toggle uh, that can crank up or down the power draw, the GPU and the memory clocks, and you can do this instantly and uh, set your own presets. And it's just, it's wonderful. And it looks great. It actually looks perhaps a little bit too similar to AMD's Wattman, And I hope that that does not get the developer in trouble. But, uh, you know, hopefully AMD will just hire the developer because uh, that would probably benefit everybody. Anyway, I mean, of course, it also doubles as a really great hardware monitoring app, and it gives you real-time graphing of your uh, CPU and GPU temperatures, your fan RPMs, component power consumption, and it's just really, really great. Uh, The video that I did, I took a look at Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and what I did there is I benchmarked it three times. And the first time, I just let Core Control dictate the card's performance with its automatic mode, and that's pretty much... The default, like pre-programmed behavior, that your graphics card would have. The second run, I I dialed down the memory clock speed, the GPU clock speed, and cut the power consumption almost in half. And I only saw like a five percent decrease in frame rate. So then for the third run, I I took everything way down. Uh, the The GPU clocks and memory clocks and all that don't really matter. But I had it throttled back to seventy five watts. And the fans were, you know, spinning at like 2000 RPM less than usual. So it was quieter and it was cooler. And I only saw a 9% performance, uh, decrease in frame rate. And so core control guys, definitely check it out. It's, it's not just for gaming either. It's useful in a variety of, of applications. I think a variety of scenarios. In fact, um, After someone saw that video, they came to me and said, thank you. This has saved my graphics card. Uh, It was some kind of story about how the thermal paste wasn't applied properly, and it was getting very, very, very hot, and he couldn't figure out how to dial back things and throttle it back and keep it cooler, and within a few minutes of using this app, he was able to do that, so serious kudos to this developer. Uh, You can check it out at GitLab. It's really easy to install if you're on OpenSUSE or Fedora. It's in the Arch AUR. And in Ubuntu, you just have to add a PPA and install it, but all the instructions are there. And of course, I'll have a link directly to Core Control in the show notes for this episode. Let me take just a second to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode. DigitalOcean offers the simplest, most developer-friendly cloud platform. It's optimized to make managing and scaling apps easy with an intuitive API, multiple storage options, integrated firewalls, load balancers, and way more than I can mention in this ad spot. DigitalOcean also has thousands of tutorials which they keep up to date. You can get all this plus access to their awesome customer support for as low as five bucks per month. So whether it's a huge project or just a simple blog, you can get started on DigitalOcean for two months free with a $100 credit by going to do.co co/dln. And a huge thanks to DigitalOcean for sponsoring not just this episode, but the YouTube channel and the entire Destination Linux network. Okay, so before we talk about what I think has been on everyone's mind this last week in the Linux world, of course, I'm not, I'm not going to go in that other direction um, because, you know, I, I try as often as possible to keep the show upbeat. I wanted to touch on something amazing that happened in my personal life on June 1st. And that, that thing is uh, my band, More Sun, we're called More Sun, as in uh, the sunlight, we released our first single. And More Sun is comprised basically of me and Jerry Morrison. And before Linux for Everyone was even a thing, Jerry played me a demo track that he had called Brain Dead. (laughs) I loved it. It was catchy and vibrant. And it, it kind of was this slacker rock vibe and i just had to sing on it i really desperately wanted to lay down a vocal for this song and so i did and that eventually became the linux for everyone theme song but the true song now has been re-recorded and professionally mastered it's called brain dead the band is more sun and it is available literally everywhere that you want to stream or buy music and i wanted to play it for you here because i'm just really really jazzed about this and it's the first of many songs that jerry and i are working on under the more sun banner so here is the linux for everyone theme song as you have never heard it before this is the final version of brain dead enjoy Innocent. Headlines for everyone listeners sing it with me you know the words <laughs> Thanks for indulging me on that one, guys. I appreciate it. It's just, it's, it's a moment that I have been waiting for my entire life. And it's, it's, you know, release a song. Put it out there into the world instead of little demos here and there. And uh, my partnership with Jerry gave me that opportunity. So, yeah, it's More Sun. The song is Braindead, Dead. It's out there on Spotify, Google Music, YouTube. It's everywhere. So, um, check it out. Without a doubt, the biggest news to come out of the Linux world in many months is the announcement from Lenovo that they are extending beyond their pilot program with Fedora and offering full certification and support for Red Hat Enterprise Linux and Ubuntu LTS across all of its ThinkStation PCs and ThinkPad P-series laptops, and that includes the option to have those Linux distributions pre-installed. And as you might have heard, it doesn't even end there. Um, Rob Herman, who is the general manager and executive director of the workstation and client AI group at Lenovo, has this to say. Going beyond the box, this also includes full web support, dedicated Linux forums, configuration guidance, and more. Now, in some follow-up interviews, Rob has talked about the fact that Lenovo has been building this step for the last five years or so. So they have obviously seen the writing on the wall. They've seen demand from the enterprise sector, from the business sector. Let me read you this line from the press release. More than 250 million computers are sold each year, and net market Share reports that 2.87%, roughly 7.2 million users, are using those computers to run Linux. Once thought of as a niche IT crowd, this user base of data scientists, developers, application engineers, scientists, and more is growing, stepping into sought-after roles across multiple industries and becoming essential within their companies. How is that for validation, right? To put this another way, it's, it's like Lenovo is saying, hey, you matter, and we are paying attention. So by the end of June, we're going to see the beginning of this Linux initiative from Lenovo, and they are making a lot of noise about it. And then and then you add on top the, uh, you know, remember from episode, I think it was 34, my interview with um, Matt Miller from Fedora and Mark Pearson from Lenovo, that pilot program where they have three distinct models that are going to be launching with Fedora 32, that's happening also this summer. And it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. It's so exciting to see Lenovo raising the profile of Linux by not just endorsing its power and its importance, but putting their proverbial money where their mouth is. And on that note, I want to read a few comments that I had from the video that I produced about this. This is from Tom, and Tom says, in my eyes, this means the demand is there and growing from industry leaders. Let's face it, Lenovo isn't doing this out of kindness. This means that major clients that probably are known to be pioneers and first adopters are making these demands. And then Eugene Kay uh, added on to that, and he says, hopefully this will send a positive message to software developers to make their software Linux compatible. And of course, a lot of the feedback that I'm hearing is, oh, well, I wish they would do this with their IdeaPad series. They're they're more consumer-friendly, um, and let's face it, more affordable PCs. I don't know if Lenovo will reach that point, but this is certainly a very strong sign. When you look at a company like Dell, now Dell has been pushing Linux on premium developer-focused laptops for about seven years. And they've been doing that through their Project Sputnik initiative. But I feel like Lenovo has seriously stepped up the game here. Uh, for starters, my my impression from my conversations with Lenovo is that it's you're not going to have to go to you know a dedicated page that is just for Linux laptops. If you land on a ThinkPad P series or an X1 Carbon or whatever, and that you're on their web shop. You're gonna get. Hey, do you want Windows or do you want RHEL or Fedora 32 or Ubuntu LTS, depending depending on the uh, the model that you're looking at. And that is a breath of fresh air. And and going beyond that, you know, being offering configuration advice and full web support and. And I didn't even mention this, Lenovo will also upstream device drivers directly to the Linux kernel to help maintain stability and compatibility throughout the life of the workstation. So that is just, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here grinning because this is such a monumental announcement and I see Rob Herman, I see you Rob Herman from Lenovo going around and doing the interview circuit, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you talking to the, the big mainstream tech sites. And speaking of which, Rob has actually agreed to have a chat with me on this show. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but we're trying to time it towards the end of June for uh, when all these products start launching. So I'm, I'm very, very anxious to uh, to have that conversation and and to bring you some answers that you guys have been asking there, there's a lot of questions surrounding this. For example, how how far back does this uh, certification go? You know, will it will it go back to the old P50 models and up? Are there any plans for the T series? Are there any plans for IdeaPads? And a lot of you have concerns about the the validity of that net market share number. Is Linux market share actually growing? And I, I feel like maybe. Uh, Rob Herman could could offer a, you know an experienced and uh, knowledgeable comment on that. A lot of questions I've also heard uh, revolve around Lenovo selling consumer or workstation systems with Linux pre-installed at places like Best Buy or on uh, you know very very popular uh, online retailers like Amazon. And of course will these cost a little bit less. That's that's another big question. So if you have questions for this and you're hearing this within uh let's say a week of the release. If you're hearing this before June 21st, okay? If you're hearing this before June 21st and you have a burning question for Lenovo about their Linux initiative or specifically about the hardware, send me an email and I will ask it. The uh, the address is Everyone at PM.me. And PM.me is uh short for protonmail.com. So Everyone at PM. Suffice to say, this is a wonderful step forward in actually treating Linux like a first class citizen. And that is that is a theme that I I notice, keeps popping up in my podcasts and uh, in the videos, treating Linux like a first-class citizen. Another interesting wrinkle to this is I do wonder how it will affect uh, the business of of companies like System76. I've called them the Apple of Linux before, and I I still believe that. But now you've got this monster OEM, the leading laptop manufacturer in the world, I believe, I believe they are in front um, as far as global sales. I, I think that Lenovo is on top. Now you've got a huge OEM like Lenovo, basically like shouting through a megaphone, "Hey, we're Linux friendly. We're we're doing it all, almost almost all." And so I do I do have a I guess a slight concern for the smaller businesses like System76, Tuxedo Computers, SlimBook, Star Labs, and and those guys. But ultimately, this is fantastic news. It, I think it's going to give a shot in the arm for uh, Linux exposure. And I, I just, you know, I, I hope that people speak with their wallets and, and uh, I hope that eventually we start seeing this trickle down to the consumer, uh, the more affordable systems as well. But for right now, Lenovo, you definitely have my attention and I'm not sure I can resist buying a ThinkPad any longer. Uh, I don't know if it'll be uh, an X1 Carbon with Fedora on it or if it will be a full-blown ThinkPad P-Series workstation, but man, I want them all. I want them all. (sighs) Ah, So much good stuff happening. I hope you guys are doing great. Uh, Sorry for the the week of silence there. It's been a constant... um, balancing act doing forbes and and a youtube channel that's exploding and linux for everyone and also linux and coffee which shickle and i are still planning on recording Uh, episode three should be coming soon but uh thanks for your patience thank you for being here and just a reminder that there are two ways that you can support the linux for everyone podcast as well as the youtube channel and that is patreon and merchandise so, uh, Patreon, you get early access to videos and the podcast. You get some exclusives here and there. You get a um, a private Telegram group and a lot more. So, check it out, patreon.com slash Everyone. And if you want to get yourself a coffee cup or a hoodie or a t-shirt, I'll have a link to the Linux for Everyone store as well. And guys, I think that's going to do it for episode 36. Uh, I'm sorry, I, ha- I hope I haven't thrown just too much enthusiasm at you and haven't worn you out. As always, this is a this is a pretty thrilling world to be covering and I hope that you are enjoying your journey. I'm definitely enjoying mine. So until we speak again, you guys take care and take care of each other. I'll talk to you next time.